Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, October 15th. I'm Maria Altman, in for Wayne Pratt. Ahead, as a kid, Ariel Biggs was never taught how to manage money, but when she learned that her son wanted to start his own business, she decided to break the cycle. I said, you know what, I don't want him to make the same mistakes that I made, and I knew that they were not teaching it in school, so I took it onto myself and said, you know what, I have to teach him this because I want to set him up for success. St. Louis Public Radio's Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson talks with Ariel Biggs about Young Biz Kids, the organization she founded to teach kids financial literacy and entrepreneurism. That in just a few minutes, but first, the news. The presiding officer of the St. Louis County Council will not introduce legislation tonight to provide more money for the embattled loop trolley. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum has more on what this means for the project. The Loop Trolley Company asked St. Louis County for $700,000. The first $200,000 would keep the trolley running the rest of the year, while the other $500,000 would help it operate next year. But Councilman Ernie Trakis of South St. Louis County says he plans to acknowledge the request at the county council meeting, but not introduce legislation. That move would make it very difficult to get the funding request past the finish line. Before we get to a want like this trolley, Let's take care of the needs we have first. It would take four out of seven members of the council to allocate money for the trolley. The county already contributed $3 million for the project in 2015. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. An older woman from South St. Louis will run for a Missouri state Senate seat. Democrat Megan Green announced yesterday that she's interested in the 5th District Senate seat, which covers the eastern half of the city. She would replace Jamila Nasheed, who is term limited. Nasheed has already endorsed Michelle Sherrod, a longtime staffer for former U.S. Senator Claire McCaskill. State Representative Steve Roberts is also running. Whoever wins the Democratic primary in August is almost certain to win the seat in November 2020. More than 12 percent of Missouri children aged 10 to 17 are obese, according to the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. But the rate stayed relatively steady since 2016, mirroring a national trend in stabilizing childhood obesity rates. Obesity rates disproportionately affect poorer people and people of color, experts say. Jane Ann McWilliams-Sykes is a school nurse at Dewey International. She says she often sees students' parents struggle to make ends meet, that means healthy food is not an option. You know, if your mom is working several jobs to keep things going and your dad is working several jobs, then it is often easy to get fast food, which is not particularly healthy food for dinner. Obesity rates rise as people get older. Missouri has one of the highest adult rates in the country, with 35 percent of state residents qualifying as obese. And not a great night for the Cardinals, who lost to the Washington Nationals 8-1 to in Game 3 of the National League Championship Series. Washington now leads the series 3-0. to Tonight they play Game 4 in Washington. Ariel Biggs is the founder of Young Biz Kids. It's an organization that teaches kids about how to manage money and run their own business. She's known for helping young black entrepreneurs become successful in their passion. St. Louis Public Radio's Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson spoke with Biggs about how she teaches a skill set to kids that many adults don't have. 
It was from my personal experience. I um, didn't grow up with financial literacy. I knew that I was an entrepreneur for a long time, so I would make money, but I didn't understand what to do with that money that I was making. So, um, yeah, I blew a lot of money early. But when I saw my son wanting to start a business and having this entrepreneurial book, I said, you know what, I don't want him to make the same mistakes that I made. And I knew that they were not teaching it in school. So I took it onto myself and said, you know what, I have to teach him this because I want to set him up for success. Well, how do you even begin to teach young kids a concept like financial literacy? Well, for me, it was easy because it was everyday life. They have money around them every day. So they have to learn, like, how to buy things from the store, even how to do a simple budget. And in doing that, it's like, okay, Mikey, you have $5. You want this. What do you need to do to get to where you need to go? So he's always wanting a video game. And the video games are like $60, but he only gets $10 a week. So how do you save up and manage your money to make sure you have that $60 to buy that video game? Earlier this year, you and several other mommy managers collaborate on the book, Hashtag Mom Boss. It's filled with stories from moms whose kids are entrepreneurs and how they were able to help their kids build their business and manage money. And as you're writing this book, you were battling breast cancer. Yes. Why was putting this book out important to you? Um, legacy. Legacy for myself, you know, I do so much as a mom for everybody in my family around me, my husband, my children, and I was not doing anything for myself. And I figured since battling breast cancer, I needed to focus on myself and not everybody else. It was my time to be selfish. And in doing that, I said, you know, I need to tell this story because it's nowhere to go for parents with entrepreneurial kids. So we're looking and trying to figure things out, trying to support our kids. And we're telling them to dream big and leave, live out their dreams. But they're not able to do that because we as parents don't know where to send them or how to work with them. So I figured telling my story will inspire other parents that if I can do it, you can do it too. So that's what prompted me to write. I needed to do something for myself and feel like I was making an impact on the world with my story, with my experiences and things that I've been through. What advice do you have for parents who have kids <laughs> who want to be their own boss? What tips do you have for them? Um, I would say leave room for entrepreneurial experiences, whether they want to do lead a project where they're cleaning the community, whether they want to collect canned goods, whether they want to get clean water, leave um room for those type of projects and then also um, find a group of kids like Young Viz kids that they can come and connect with so that they can feel like they're a part of something and that they can grow off of each other because the kids teach each other. We have instructors, but I start calling them facilitators because we facilitate the class and let the kids just really kind of bounce ideas off each other because that peer-to-peer -peer learning is very important. And then the last tip that I would say is have the kids complete a business plan. Don't invest a lot of money into the business. I tell all the young biz kids' parents to only invest $25 into the kids' business and let those kids budget that money and figure out how to make this work. And then if you can do it with 25, you can do it with 100, you can do it with 500, you can do it with 5,000, but you have to at least show me that this is what you want to do and you're interested in it and you'll take the time out to really um, take the steps necessary to make this business work for you.
That was Ariel Biggs, founder of Young Biz Kids, speaking with St. Louis Public Radio's Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson. That conversation was edited by me. The executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio is Shula Newman, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. If you like The Gateway, tell a friend. We get up early to do this. I'm Maria Altman, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.